0: Super Novatosha podcast, a show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. And today we are going to be discussing climate change. Yes, indeed. So in the 80s, there was this song and the lyrics rent something like this. Some like it hot and some sweat when the heat is on. Some feel the heat and decide that they can't go on. So that's that song. And then Uh, Nelly was really definitely, uh, making a prophecy when his lyric says, I'm getting so hot in here that I want to take my clothes off. So if you're feeling hot, there is a reason for that. Um, there are states such as Arizona and Oregon, uh, they're hitting temperatures as high as 115 degrees, um. That's Fahrenheit, by the way, and in Celsius is 46 degrees. So just, you know, here in America, we use Fahrenheit and everywhere else they use Celsius. So it is definitely hot. Um, Arizona had 35 consecutive days of 111 degrees. Scientists say that our planet is getting warmer, and these are definitely telltale signs that um yeah we're going through uh global warming <laughs> uh shifts in the atmosphere uh, patterns such as jet stream contribute to the formation of heat domes and they you know're they're, they're currently present over continents worldwide and a heat dome occurs when a persistent region of high pressure traps heat over an area resulting in prolonged periods of hot and stagnant air which we've definitely been feeling that for this summer, and we're in August right now, so we still have September that we have to go through. Um, This can be detrimental. This can have detrimental effects on people, crops, and animals in the affected regions, creating an environment that feels just like an oven. Uh, While factors like El Nino and La Nina can influence temperature patterns, the current trend of increasing heat is largely attributed to what? human cause climate change. As we continue to warm the planet, it becomes increasingly likely to reach unprecedented levels of heat. So human cause meaning it's our fault we're responsible for this the impacts of global climate change driven by the increased emissions of heat trapping greenhouse gases from human activities are already being observed and are not limited to the future these changes are having widespread effects on the environment glaciers and ice sheets they're actually experiencing shrinkage Um, river river and lake ice is breaking up earlier and, um, and there are shifts in the, in the geographic ranges of plants and animals. Additionally, uh, the phenomena that scientists had long predicted as, uh, consequences of global climate change, such as sea ice loss, accelerated sea level rise, and longer and more intense heat waves are now becoming a reality. Uh, scientists have determined that certain changes such as such as droughts, wildfires and extreme rainfall are occurring at a faster rate than previously estimated. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is known also as the IPCC, that's a United Nations organization responsible for evaluating climate change science. Um, it has stated that Um, The observed changes in our global climate are unprecedented in human history. Furthermore, some of these changes are irreversible and will persist for hundreds and thousands of years. Scientists have a strong level of confidence that global temperatures will continue to increase for several decades, primarily due to the emissions of greenhouse gases from human activity. Now, one of the biggest health threat that's facing humanity right now is climate change. Um, The health health professionals worldwide are already responding to the health harms caused by this unfolding crisis. The IPCC has determined that in order to prevent catastrophic health impacts and avoid millions of climate change, related deaths, global temperature rise must be limited to 1.5 degrees Celsius. However, past emissions have already made a certain level of temperature increase and other climate changes Unavoidable. Um, even at a 1.5 degree Celsius rise in global temperatures, it is not considered safe. As each individual, each additional tenth of a degree will have a severe impact on people's lives and also an impact on people's health. While no one is immune to these risks, the individuals must that are most affected by the climate crisis are those who contribute the least its cause and have the least ability to protect themselves and their families. Um, these individuals, uh, they include people in low-income and disadvantaged countries and communities. The climate threat not only threatens to reverse the progress made in development, um, but global health and poverty reduction over the past 50 years, but also exacerbates existing health inequalities between and within populations. It poses a a significant challenge to achieving health universal health coverage, which is known as UHC, by compounding the burden of disease and creating additional barriers to accelerate healthcare services, particularly when they are most needed. Currently, over 930 million people, approximately 12% of the global population, spend at least 10% of their household income on care expenses, um, the majority of the poorest individuals lacking insurance coverage. Climate-related health shocks and stresses already pushes around 100 million people into poverty annually, and the impacts of climate change further exasperates the situation. So, um, I know earlier I went into just. Mentioned El Nino and La Nina, uh, but I do have a video to show you, um, you know, to further explain, uh, what is El Nino and what is El Nina. Now, um, this is the first time I'm hearing about, um, El uh, La Nina, first of all. <laughs> uh, I've heard about El Nino, um, but Le- La Nina, this is my first time hearing about it, and so, um this is going to be a brief description. And also, I just wanted to add that uh, El Nino shows up whenever it wants to, and it can last anywhere from nine months to a couple couple of years. So um, this is something that I learned actually today from, uh, there's a person, her name is Kim Cobb, and she's actually an El Nino chaser. You know how they have like um, chasers that chase hurricanes and they fly into the actual hurricane and they videotape it and things like that. Well, uh, this Miss Kim Cobb, she is an El Nino chaser. So I wanted to show you, um, this video that will further explain to you what is El Nino and what is La Nina. Go ahead and roll the video.
1: Some of the confusion. We first need to look to the tropical Pacific as this is the engine room for El Nino. The fuel for this engine, warm water. As the warm water moves across the Pacific, it releases large amounts of warmth and moisture into the atmosphere above it. This influences global weather and climate patterns. To understand El Nino, we need to understand what moves the warm water around. And to do that, let's shrink the Pacific into this rock pool. So during a normal season, thanks to the Earth's rotation, the winds generally blow from east to west, pushing the ocean with it. So much so that the sea level in Indonesia can be up to a half meter higher than in South America. So next, we need to understand what's going on underneath the water. So as the warm water near the surface is pushed west, cold water in the east will rise up to replace it. This is known as upwelling. Some years, these trade winds blow harder and more warm water is pushed west. This is what creates La Niña. Every few years, the trade winds weaken or even blow from west to east, a natural phenomenon. When this happens, there is less cold upwelling and the big mass of warm water ends up sitting closer to South America. This, my friends, creates El Niño. The last time we saw El Niño was in 2015. In North Canterbury, it contributed to severe drought And on a global scale, it led to devastating flooding in Peru. On the other hand, the last time La Nina affected us, we had our warmest summer on record and an impactful marine heat wave. So the next time we see El Nino or La Nina, are we likely to see the same effects? Well, every El Nino and La Nina is different. We know the average outcome, however each one has its own unique climate characteristics and that's our job to figure those out. El Niño and La Niña are the opposite
0: faces of the El Niño Southern Oscillation Cycle or in short, ENSO, and it accounts for up to 25% of the climate variability for us here in New Zealand. Whether or not climate change has an impact on El Niño is still an area of emerging research, but what we do know is the importance of adapting to extreme weather events and the impact that it has on our region. Well, I hope you learned something from that video. I certainly did. And um, I just want you guys to think back a couple of months ago where we had um, all those forest fires that took place in Canada. Well, if you recall, uh, they started in late April in British Columbia and also Alberta, Canada. Um, The Canadian um, Interagency Forest Fire Center, uh, they declared in 2023 wildfire season the worst in Canada's history. It surpasses 1989, uh, 1995, and 2014 as far as uh, the forest fires in Canada. Um, The lingering smoke from Canada's wildfire has been causing an unhealthy haze in the skies of the United States throughout the summer of 2023. And this prolonged preference uh, presence of smoke raises severe inquiries included the reasons behind the extended duration of the fires and how the smoke continued to negatively impact the air quality for tens of millions of people in the United States. So what happens in Canada doesn't necessarily stay in Canada. Um, so um with the for uh many people in the United States um they perceive the current smoke situation as more severe than any previous instances. Um consequently there are concerns about whether uh this may become the new norm leading into um You know, the fact that residents in the central and eastern United States should anticipate weeks of smoke instead of the usual blue skies and clear sunshine during the summers. There is a concern that the United States does not have an adequate number of firefighters to combat the current fires. And the same applies to Canada as well. Uh, Many of these fires have originated in extremely remote areas, which poses a challenge for Canadian provinces in determining which fires can and should be addressed canada being the second largest country globally has a significant portion of its land covered by forests a substantial portion of these forests is located in remote and untouched wilderness areas making it extremely challenging to manage wildfires in the absence of road access and necessary firefighting infrastructure the smoke from the wildfires is causing prolonged impacts on people in the United States, lasting for several days. Uh, persistent air um, circulation patterns have compelled tens of millions of individuals to make adjustments to their daily routines due to their communities being subjected to unhealthy uh, quality air, air quality alerts. Now, in August of 2023, um, we're in the month of August right now, and um, they uh, were the first of many small fires ignited in Maui, Hawaii. Uh, the fires caused extensive damage in Lahaina. That's a city with a population of approximately 13,000 people. And it's located in the northwestern Maui, uh, which has a rich, rich history of uh, former, former whaling center and the capital of the Hawaiian kingdoms. Um, it currently attracts around 2 million tourists annually. In the aftermath of the fires, cadaver dogs were deployed to search for potential victims among the charred remains of uh, Lahaina. Officials anticipate that the number of casualties will likely increase. The uh, fire resulted in the destruction or damage of over 2,000 buildings with residential structures accounting for 86% of the total. So um, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or we know it as FEMA, uh, FEMA estimates that the cost of rebuilding the town will amount to about $5.5 billion. I can't whistle, but that's uh, this many dollars. Well, there are so many sad stories. Um, there are people smelling like fire, people smelling like ash. Uh, they're crying over, uh, you know, the loss of their jobs, the loss of their homes, the loss of their memories, the, uh, contents of their homes. Um, there's a gentleman who had just moved from the Philippines. He lived in a home with his wife and his in-laws and, um, You know, their house is now burned to the ground and the person interviewing him asked, what did he need? Like, what is he in need of right away? And um, I listened to the interview and he started crying and he said, you know what? I just need to give assistance right now. Um, And then he, he broke down crying. So wildfires, they're devastating and wildfires are not uncommon in Hawaii. Um, I just want to go ahead and show you a a little clip of what it's like to drive through a wildfire, a wildfire. I found this very eerie. I found it very scary. Um, I just want you to kind of get the feel of what it is to what these people are feeling in Hawaii or even in Canada and California too. We have a lot of wildfires in California. So anywhere, um, anywhere that uh, people are experiencing wildfires, just want to show this clip um, so that you can kind of understand what uh, people go through when they're trying to escape with their lives. Let's go ahead and roll this footage. with that help. I have to say that um, as of today, today is Thursday, August um, 17th, 2023. Uh, We are currently... um experiencing the wild fly, wildfires of uh hawaii and the update that i have so far is that um on on the wildfires in hawaii that there are friends and family um that are anxiously awaiting on an updates of about a thousand people who are still missing residents about a thousand that are still missing um the death toll is over a hundred um i believe um I don't exactly know the number, but I know it's over a hundred is a death toll. And, um, you know, due to burnt cars and buildings, there's hazardous chemicals that have been unleashed. And, um, it's really difficult right now to identify, uh, human remains, uh, due to the fact that bone fragments and, um, You know, it's it's hard to identify the bone fragments. So uh, the people of Hawaii are definitely in our hearts and definitely in our prayers. And just observing the scene that we just saw here from that wildfire, um, it does make it for me. It was just challenging for me to breathe. Just imagining there being in that situation, Um, I felt like it was taking my breath away. And I wasn't even there, just watching it on a screen. um, Just brought about anxiety for me. So um, whatever we can do to help, I know the Red Cross is collecting and, um, you know, through various organizations, uh, people are collecting. And, you know, if you want to give to FEMA, the Red Cross, reputable um, organizations. And also uh, definitely you want to keep those people in our prayers and lift them up. So um I know because fire for me that's my primary fear. Um it surpasses even heights. I have a fear of fire and I have a fear of height. Um so witnessing uh the event of destruction uh from you know individuals are that individuals are enduring due to the fire truly tugs at one's emotions. So um th- I know that the Biden administration right now um, has allocated over $10 billion in tax credits and rebates to consumers. And these incentives are aimed at promoting housing upgrades and the purchase of new or used electric vehicles, Um, homeowners who install solar panels, uh, geothermal heating and cooling systems, heat pumps. Um, or energy efficient windows and insulation are eligible for tax credits. So um, the Biden administration is doing what it can to help homeowners who are trying to go more green so that we can um, do reverse uh, climate change or do what we can uh, to not, you know, well, basically to reverse uh, uh, climate change. Um, so, we're, you know, the Biden administration is encouraging homeowners to reduce their energy consumption. Um, that's a sensible approach considering that the, the financial capacity and the need to transition to electrified homes and buildings for, uh, decarbonization. The allocation of millions of dollars uh, by the Biden administration to incentivize homeowners to adopt green practices creates a scenario where energy efficient homes will contribute less towards the maintenance of the grid compared to their fair share. Uh, Conversely, renters and homeowners who have not made these upgrades may end up paying a higher proportion for grid maintenance. So um, it is definitely added, uh, evident that the uh, present administration is making a concerted effort to uh, implement measures aimed at mitigating or uh, eradicating the impacts of climate change. Given the uh, prevailing high temperatures, it is imperative for us to explore uh, strategies to maintain our well-being and stay cool in order to avoid adverse consequences. Um, So I have been informed, you know, to just a little, little tips that I, you know, have heard from, um, watching videos and reading and from, um, other health experts. I've been informed that peppermint oil is believed to have a cooling effect. So if you rub peppermint oil on your body, it should keep you cool. Um, also it is advisable to prioritize hydration by consuming spring water. Um, but you don't want to a lot of people think that, you know, drinking a gallon of water a day, um, you can actually do damage to your organs. So you want to consult your physician before you start doing that, but, uh, make sure you're, you're staying hydrated and staying hydrated. You drink plenty of water. Uh, if you can get coconut water and I'm talking about the actual water from the coconut, um, it's for some people. Some people don't like it. Um, I don't like the store-bought stuff. I have coconut trees, so I um, drink the water from the coconut. That's, um, you know, really good. And that keeps you hydrated. It keeps you cool. Um, Eat lots of fruits such as watermelons, honeydews, and cantaloupes. They're all in the the melon uh, family. Uh, Additionally, wearing um, light-colored pastel clothing can help maintain a comfortable temperature for you as well. So, um, you know, if you're working outdoors, particularly in occupations such as construction or roofing, it is recommended to take um, take your regular breaks. Um, um, And if you can, uh, if at any time you can take a break and go into air conditioning, um, definitely suggest that as well. Um, As for me, I live in a year-round warm climate. So where I'm at, it's always warm. I think... The coldest temperature we ever experienced is maybe in the 40s and that doesn't last maybe for two, three days. And then it goes right back up to 70 in the winter wintertime. Um, and then in the summers, we're at like 92, 95. Um, so I'm accustomed to the warmth. And, um, you know, I also, uh, there's a lot of water surrounding us. So it's either the beach or swimming pools or or something. And then we have the tropical air, the breeze that comes off of the the ocean. So um, we're, we're okay, but you still have to be careful. Um, for places like Arizona and um, Vegas, that's, you know, in the desert, you definitely um, want to take care and be mindful and do what you need to do to make sure that you are um, well hydrated and you're staying cool. Um, I remember a summer, uh, gosh, in Las Vegas, oh, it literally felt like I was hugging the sun. It was just so hot. It was a different type of heat because it wasn't the heat that made you sweat. It just felt like you were baking internally and then externally. So, um, I don't know, that was a different heat and it, I was just confused. I just, <laughs> it was just confusing, so anyway, um, you know, if you enjoy water activities, you'll appreciate the warm weather as it provides an opportunity to escape the heat by visiting, um, you know, the beach or the swimming pool. Uh, but then there's a difference between warm weather and then there's a difference between um, excruciating, unhealthy, uh, unsafe heat. So, um I just want to thank you all so much to the loyal family. The Supernova Tosha Show podcast can be heard on these apps, such as Spotify and also Pandora, TuneIn, or even iHeartRadio. If you have a newer device, um, you may be able to pick it up on your Google podcast. Wherever you pick up your podcast, you'll be able to pick up the Supernova Tosha Show. Um, the goal here is to be on the top 10 best podcasts to listen to list. There is a list and um our goal is to be on the top ten best podcasts to listen to. Uh, So please share, subscribe and also um, spread the word, spread the word to my YouTube channel. Um, I am so grateful for your time. I do want to thank you so much for being attentive. Um, Thank you for being open-minded and I do appreciate your presence. I want you all to be careful, be safe, and as we say back home in Jamaica, walk good. Remember, peace be still.